Welcome, everybody, to the PFFA pod. Um, sitting here today, this afternoon, after the general membership meeting with uh, President Isaac McLennan. Oh, I should say I'm your host, Kyle McLowry, uh, Vice President uh, Terry Foster. And I'm sitting here with uh, Vice President uh, Chris Hart from the 12th Valley Fire. I think this is the first time in our history of having a multi-union, multi-fire union podcast, so pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, so this sort of came about, I think most of sort of between Isaac and Chris uh, recently, they just got back from Washington, D.C., from what we call LegCon, the legislative conference. And like this last podcast, I'm sort of walking into this not with a lot of information, which is great. I'll sort of punt to you guys. But uh, LegCon is a very important conference. It happens every year. Why don't I just go to Chris, I guess. You can tell a little bit about what you th- your thoughts and why you wanted to talk to the memberships about, about this conference. Is that a good place to start for yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it was just kind of one of those things that popped in my head as we were flying back. I think I hit you up maybe the next day, even, yeah. right? Uh, I told, just texted Isaac. and was like, hey, dude, what do you think about doing a podcast about legislative conference? And I think it was one of those kind of things that when I was just on the e-board, uh, I was newly elected to vice president last year. So my first time at LegCon was last year. Um, but I guess when I was on the executive board, I, it was always one of those conferences that I always kind of questioned, like, why are we sending so many people to this? What's, you know, and so I didn't really have the, an idea of mm-hmm. what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it's probably the most important conference that we got to. Right. And, you know, for the membership, they may hear about multiple conferences and there are yeah. quite a few so don't need to go into the list but it's important sort of uh sort of underscore at least from your point of view the importance of this particular one for sure yeah. uh, there's a lot of conferences that are more educational based mm-hmm. so it has an educational piece to it the first day just kind of gives educated on the topics mm-hmm. but this is more of a work work conference this is going to the washington dc meeting with our elected officials mm-hmm. and really impressing upon them what the importance are of the national level issues. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll have to admit I have been to one or two of these, but I'll ask questions like I don't know anything about them. So, when you say you're elected officials, what level officials are you getting uh, getting the ears of? Congress. So we speak to senators and and elected uh, congressmen and congresswomen House of Rep- to the yeah. House of Representatives. Um, yeah. So we we meet with all of them that will meet with us. Yeah, there are six members in the House of Representatives in Fort Oregon, and of course two senators, as every state does. And uh, we do our best to try to meet with all of them when we're out there, mm-hmm. uh, set up office visits. You know, generally speaking, you get about 30 minutes if you get an office visit with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, I have to say, I, I really appreciate uh, Chris's comments because, you know, when I was an e-board member back in 2010, I didn't understand what these conferences and conventions were. And it was 2013 was my first legislative mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been going every year since, and I agree with Chris. This is the probably the best conference that's put on by the IAFF, and it really is a working conference. You're going there to deliver a message to our uh, folks that represent us, Oregon, um, uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, about the issues that are important to us on a national level. So some of the things, and we'll talk about all the issues, of course, some of the things... Uh, you know, we, we enjoy already here in Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, but some of the states in the union uh, do not. And we lobby to move those things to a national agenda so that every firefighter in the United States of America can enjoy some of these things. And it's a really, it's a, it's a as with most things in Congress, nothing happens quickly. Right. So why do we go there? It's like, it's really, it's, it's really just a question of, you know, the same question I always get, well, why are firefighters negotiating our contracts? 
because we understand the issues. We experience them on the front line. Mm-hmm. We can't pay somebody to go talk about what it's like to wear turnouts. Right. We wear turnouts. We know what that feels like. Why do we need to wear them? And what, you know, and so, uh, and now that we understand some of these things. So, yeah, I mean, I just, it's, it's a, it's something that we're uniquely qualified to go do. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, every expert will tell you, these politicians, the folks, uh, elected officials, as, as now they are, they're not really running for office or in office, mm-hmm. they don't listen to you unless you are the person that is affected. Right. If you are part of their constituency, if you are those two things, they have to listen to you. And they will. They will. Great. Can I just zoom out a little bit real quick to give folks an idea of sort of the structure of the conference? So Oregon's going, but actually, I mean, it's the whole international. So all 50 states are arriving in Washington for this long weekend slash week. Is yeah, that correct? That's, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, Canada, I believe, has their own, right? Yeah, that's right. Right. yeah Canada has their yeah. own. And then this this was all, all the locals from the United States. So all the locals, and I, I'm trying to think it's like a four-day period arrive and they speak all speak to their assigned that state's representative and senators yeah and you all bring forward to them the uh issues that essentially that the international has been working on perhaps for several years but are the ones that are really going to be in front of uh, legislators in the next uh, upcoming uh, congress so you want to press upon them what it is we're asking for and why and this is happening across the whole Senate and the whole House rep from from all all fifty states and so, and, and and sorry to cut you off. Yeah, that's not just the fifty states; it's also federal firefighters. The, thank we you. don't have yes. federal firefighters in here, Oregon in Oregon, but federal firefighters. For those who don't know, are firefighters that typically work on military establishments mm-hmm. across the country. They they protect the base, Navy, Air Force, uh, Army uh, facilities. They're basically the sort of their, you know, the, the firefighters on those bases. They don't have, they can't, they don't have a state association like we do, the Oregon mm-hmm. State Firefighters Council. They don't have a local union. Well, they right. do in the sense that they are the federal firefighters, local union, but when they need to make a change to their working conditions, mm-hmm. they don't get to meet and confer with like for us, uh, Portland Fire and Rescue or the right. city of Portland, right. or in your case, that's, you know, the Twalton Valley Fire Board, they meet and confer with United States Congress, Mm-hmm. The Congress has to make; they have to pass bills in both the, uh, their House of Representatives and, and the United States Senate, and then the President has to sign those things mm-hmm. before their working conditions can change. Right? Pretty insurmountably yeah. difficult thing to do. It's a lot, and, and generally it's a heavy lift. And generally speaking, there's always one big issue in the issues book that goes with the federal firefighters, right? Uh, because, like, if you if you don't know it, they work seventy two hour work weeks. So these, I did not these, know that these no. These uh, men and women on the front lines for the for the federal firefighters are working one on one off. <laughs> I mean. Wow, wow. Well, you know, people, you often hear people say all politics are local. Um, that definitely comes into play when we're working on, for instance, our, our contract and the things that we're working on. But this takes that and zooms it out, as I mentioned before, to that that larger scale. What's happening at the international level and. Just like we have our local issues, like you're talking about, they got some of the larger overarching ones that are the national or the federal firefighters as well as the, the national level issues that they've been working on. Um, is this an okay time to pivot towards some of those things that were the big issues while you were there? Yeah, well, sure. I, yeah, before we on. do that, I think it'd be good to kind of just run us what run the, what does the conference entail? Like when we sure. yeah, go so, for it. Uh, we fly out there. It's a it's about a five and a half hour flight or thereabouts to fly there and about six or so to get back, six and a half hour to get back or something like that. Um, and then uh, the very first day 
is sort of a, an open session, and generally speaking, they have uh, people that that speak uh, that want to speak to firefighters, the folks that have, have sent folks out there to talk with their their congressmen uh, and women uh, and the senators. Um, and then uh, oh, I'm you sorry, know. I'm sorry. People come and speak to the group. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, the conference hall at the hotel there mm-hmm. um, is where they set up. You know, we, we there's a big meeting room, and that's where the conference is set up. We meet there. So we fly in Sunday or Saturday, depending on when you want to go out there. Monday, there. This is when the speakers happen, and then they educate us on on these pieces as well. And one and one thing, and sorry to cut you off, Isaac, but before I forget this thought, one thing I do want to impress upon everybody is, you know, we're here in the state of Oregon, and it's it's Portland, it's Walton Valley, it's Gresham, it's Eugene, it's Salem. I said, but when we go back there, I mean, it truly is the state of Oregon. It's Oregon. I mean, the the relationships that we've developed. You know, over the years, I feel like we all work together really well. We we respect each other, and when we're over there, it's it's the state of Oregon. I, we we're not there as Tualatin Valley, Portland. I mean, we we are. I mean, it's but right. at the same time, we're there for the state of Oregon, and and that's that's the biggest thing. But anyways, when we break off into sessions and speak to to the the politicians, we usually go with the group that they're they're representing. So Tualatin Valley may go work with. Uh, one politician, we may go work with somebody that's that's in right. Could be different house routes for right. depending on the yeah where right. you're at. Certainly. Anyways, if we want to get back to day one, Isaac, sorry. Yeah, no, and I was during general I, session, right? We're talking about yeah, general yeah. session. It's, yeah. yeah, it's the elected officials that come in and speak. So they'll they'll have some Republicans, they'll have some Democrats. Uh, this year, uh, two days before we got there, Isaac, if you want to tell the membership who who they told us was going to be there yeah this was kind of a uh, uh late breaking information none of us really knew uh but yeah just a couple of days before traveling out there we learned that the sitting president of the united states was going to speak at this and that it has never happened in the history of the iaff i mean the legislative conference itself has only been in place for maybe 25 to 30 years i can't remember the exact mm-hmm. uh, beginning date um but the notion of a sitting president speaking at a firefighters conference the legislative conference specifically, that's never happened right. in the history, and so that was a pretty big. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, it was. I would say this. It was. You think like, oh, whatever politics, you know, because you hear all you know about the president of the United States for the most part is what you see on TV, you know, sure. or the radio. You just get your interaction from whatever news cycle whatever. you get, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of political, and it's, uh, people feel this way about this way, that way about. I'm telling you right now, when you're in the same room as the president of the United States. Doesn't matter what party that person is from, it is impressively. It just overwhelms you that you. It's almost like you can't even believe it's really happening. Mm-hmm. I, I would just say that's how I felt. I was just. I agree. I don't care what party you're from. It is the machine that moves it's, with the president. That motorcade, the Secret Service, just the the the, the music when they played that "Hail to the Chief" when he came oh, walking in the room. I was just like. Oh man! You know, yeah, it's, it's, it speaks volumes to the amount of clout the firefighters have. When, it does. When the president of the United States, right. and some people might consider the leader of the free world, as I like to say, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it was overwhelming. I mean, it was kind of you know they bring in the presidential seal and put it on the podium. Um, there's Secret Service guys with uh, necks as big as my waist. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know me, it's not small. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's impressive to see these people work. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, overwhelming. I think cool. one of the most amazing things he said was in, in the town he was from, 
there was there was three political parties: the Republicans, the Democrats, and the firefighters. And he really meant that because yeah. because we our issues are specific to firefighters, and we're very when we decide to come out for someone, it's pretty strong. And we were the first to come out for him. I will right. say I did see that the video uh, his speech is up on YouTube. I want to say it was like twenty five. 26 minutes long if people are interested in finding that and just google it i just googled uh iaff biden it was the first thing that came up on youtube i'll put it in the show notes if you can send it to me yeah sure thing yeah and anyway yeah they they press upon us obviously like like just good good segue terry Terry just mentioned is when they opened the conference the uh, assistant to the general president for uh, governmental affairs and political action um his is you know he's uh, a person who's been involved in politics for a long time with the firefighters, and they they impress upon us. It's like this is not a uh, a Republican Party, a Democratic Party, or Party of Independence. You know, we are left, right, center, and that's the way our politics are. And uh, this is going to be one of those years where, obviously, in a divided con- con- you know Congress, uh, we're still going to move legislation forward yeah. for firefighters. I, I mean, we're going to push hard for some of these things that we're going to talk about. And when the people, the people that speak there. We have Republicans that speak, Democrats that speak. I know they were trying to get uh, Speaker McCarthy was supposed to be there. There was some last minute thing that happened that he couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very. I mean, his father was a firefighter, died of cancer in California. There, he's from. Uh, so, you know, I, I I'm a uh, I'm a super political person. You know, and I really like the uh, the politics of the IFF for that reason. And uh, you know, and I remember there was a Anthony Desposito from New York. He recently took over a de- district out of uh, New York. It was like 25 years in a ro- or something like that held in a row by a Democrat, and he took it over as a Republican. This guy's awesome on the issues that matter to us, and right. I think that's what really matters is that when you talk about, uh, and we we'll talk about another issue later on with uh, one of our representatives from Oregon, was just we're all blown away by it, and I think it really speaks volumes to politics of firefighter politics firefighter politics so so i'm gonna just underscore something real quick i'll move on to the issues if that's what you're about to say something i was just gonna i, I would think i don't think we uh spend enough time on the fact that the president spoke <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know you have a couple quotes there that i oh. think our membership oh. needs to hear because whether or not you're left or right or whatever you don't like biden whatever but why don't you why don't you tell our membership yeah. besides the fact that you should go listen to this speech and this ahead. is the one that grabbed me uh and he said in his speech, the only thing that makes firefighters safer is more firefighters. And as a firefighter, I totally believe that and understood that. And it was clear to me that he understood that in that moment. That you can pass bills as a politician and do all these things and what you know, but when we are in trouble, what do we do? We bring in more firefighters. And if there's not enough of us, we need more of us. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes our job safer is more firefighters. And I've never heard a politician say that. Yeah, I've never heard an elected official say that. Um, that was a clear signal to me that he understood the issue and he articulated it in a way that I've never heard. I don't even know if I've heard anybody really say it like that. Yeah, one one other thing I remember him talking about, which I brought back home, because he specifically pointed out our families. He specifically talked about, I can't remember how he articulated it, about our families that wait at home for us, mm-hmm. and they're not guaranteed. We're not guaranteed to come home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just to have that connection from the President of the United States to understand, like, when we go to work, I mean, we're, we're putting it out there. We don't know if we're going to come home. And I think sometimes that's lost on us right. as members. I don't think we understand the impacts that has on our family. Yeah, but he did. And right. he pointed it out, which was right. pretty impressive too. I mean, he's, he gets us. He he, it's impressive. 
And I remember when he was when he finished his speech, uh, you know, he stayed up on stage and uh, you know people were clapping and whatnot. And Ed uh, Ed Kelly, the president of the IFF, Edzo, as we refer to him as sure. commonly, he comes on stage and he you know he's just thanking the president, of course, and he looks right at Joe and he says, you know, you are by far the greatest president firefighters have ever had in this country and it was that quote that really stuck out to me because that's a bold statement you don't just get to say that and just they're not words as a sitting president of the iff and then having the sitting president of the united states and then that those two quotes to me really stuck out what joe biden said and what ed kelly said to me and edzo gets us you know he understands that he said he was quoted by saying we're we're a right-leaning union how often do you hear that and he was he was being honest. He wasn't he wasn't playing around. We, we yeah. understand where we are, but when we fight for our issues, they're firefighter right. issues. And one thing I'll add to all that: um, when people, I mean, we have plenty. And I'm assuming it's the same for Tualatin Valley. Plenty of members who sort of push back on the whole notion of us being political at all. Really, it's about establishing relationships, as it is many things in our lives. But having a relationship with an official. Uh, can really pay dividends. And I believe, and I think uh, you guys could probably back me up on this, the um, sort of the road was paved with uh, President Biden by the relationship that he and the previous IAF president, Harold Schaeberger, had. Yeah. They really, I don't know if they sort of grew up together, but they sort of grew politically together. And they had, a, from what I understand, and correct me if you have different information, um, they sort of developed a good working relationship and probably a personal relationship, and that has then continued to bear, di- bear dividends for the international firefighting community. For sure. Um, you know, Enzo does get to, you know, have that quote and have that moment on stage with him, but I would be remiss to, to, to not state that a lot of that ability was paved by the work that Harold did. Absolutely. I yeah. can't see it any other way. I don't know if I had, a, like, a really close relationship with Harold Schaeberger, like I do with Ed Kelly. I've talked to Ed Kelly numerous times on the phone. That's probably because of the fact that I wasn't a union president back then either. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, it's uh, it's definitely, um, there's no, yeah, Ed Kelly is brand new at his job as president. And, you know, Joe Biden's been a polit- in, in politics for 50 years. Right. Yeah, and I, I think it's fair to say that you don't get the president to speak at a conference like that without a long-term relationship and and prior to ed it was it was harold so yeah you're 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 spot on it, yeah well that was important to me just to bring out and to say real quickly so yeah we're ready to let's do get our into quick, it let's go um i know so uh, each one of these conferences there's um for lack of a better word they call them talking points there's a a, a, a sort issues. of pamphlet issues yeah, yeah so we have this uh, uh, yeah. i've got it in my hand here the iaff legislative issues book they educate us that first day uh, there's a directory of all your senators and representatives, so you know where to find them. Um, here in the state, um, we have people that schedule those meetings for us. So by the time we get there, they're all scheduled out, so we know where to go, when to be there. And they have this book, and it's got all of our issues in it. It's got all the speaking points. They do a great job. They spell it all out. They give you a nice little handbag to take with you. Uh, it's great. So everything's already done for you. By the time you get there, you just kind of have to read through the booklet. And the booklet's online usually before mm-hmm. we get there, so yeah. you can read up on a lot of these issues prior to prior to the conference. Yeah, and we're fortunate to have a legislative director in Oregon, being Alan Fershweiler, that, that kind of starts to plan all these things for us, t- setting up the times where you need to be, mm-hmm. uh, when, when your appointments are, uh, so it makes the time uh, flow really well. Okay. How, yeah. many, how many key issues were you uh, talking about? There's five issues. 
uh, each you know, five main issues, and then there's gonna be have a kind of a back page of issues on this year. That's the first year I've seen something like that because we have so many they had to tuck some away kind of on a one sheeter in the back of the book, which are important. But um, given a divided Congress, we really need to be focused on issues that we think that that could move forward that had that had the opportunity to move forward in, in a divided Congress as we are now. Find some common ground across the aisles. It, you know, and, and if, if you look back through history, a lot of times in a divided Congress, that's when we get some of these big uh, issue items moving forward that, re, that that apply to our safety. You know, and it's it, – these office visits are – they're, they're, you know, these, the, the, if you've ever been to the, the, the mall, the, these office buildings are gigantic. They're enormous, and they're spread on both sides of the Capitol. It's a huge amount of space to walk from one side of the Capitol to the other. It takes you, like, probably – 25 minutes to walk just on the ground not to mention you got to go through security every time right. you go into these buildings you got to right. take your, all your anything metal your belt your, you got your shoes if you have metal in your shoes it's a whole thing but especially if there's a significant headwind it takes a little <laughs> bit longer right Jeez. Yeah. They, de- you know, they do a good job windy this last yeah. <laughs> they do a good job at prepping us like they, they send the issues book out usually we get that about two weeks before the conference so you can read it understand it and some of these issues we've been fighting for for a while so if you've been doing this thing you some of these things you know already and they're just sort of brushing up on new data and then uh like chris said uh they schedule these office visits for you in the next after the kind of the the main general session time they do this in further education piece in case people have want to do a q a if you have more questions and want to dive into some more data mm-hmm. uh, you can do that they get they have opportunity to do that and then they they kick you out and you go you go storm the Capitol buildings. So, yeah. really, you storm the Capitol? The, I, that's easy, what they, easy, that's easy. What it's easy. Referred it's to not as. like January sixth uh, no. storming, but it's different. Yeah, we, a little it's, different. It's, it's, uh, we got to just got to be delicate with that. But yeah, no, quite figuratively speaking. <laughs> figuratively speaking, we do. And uh, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't actually mention because I, I, you did mention that Alan. Uh, does a lot of work, which he does. But I do want to m- mention that Lisa Davis does schedule a lot of these meetings yes. for us. So I, I just want to put yeah. that out. And, and we Lisa, have a great those, state association. Yeah, Lisa, so. for those who don't know, she's the office manager for the Oregon State Firefighters Council. Yes. So she, for those of you, definitely that the work, workhorse. For those, of, yeah, for those of you in, uh, that are listening from Portland, it's our Nicole. Mm. Uh, is the state's? Uh, it was Lisa Davis in the state. And yes. she has to put up with Carl and Rocky. So yeah, <laughs> enough yes, said. Enough itself. said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Alan, so too, really. A, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah, yeah, a handful of the three of them. Uh, yeah, enough. Uh, yeah, they're quite the Rat Pack. Uh, yeah. So the first issue we we talked about was recognizing firefighters' occupational cancer deaths. And while in Oregon we have uh, firefighter presumption for cancer if you if you get cancer on the job and i think it's seven years after your you separate you have presumptive care for your illness but if you should die from this cancer heaven forbid uh you you uh will not be uh uh, it won't be uh, sort of approved for public safety officer benefits so while you died from an occupational illness that on the job um, sort of line of duty death will not count towards the public safety officer benefits, which is just just uh, above four hundred and twenty three thousand four hundred thirty two thousand. It's something over around that number currently. That's the public safety officer. If you should die in the line of duty, some presumptive illnesses are covered, such as heart disease, or obviously if you should die from a traumatic injury on mm-hmm. the job. Um, there's or die of a in a car accident, you know, vehicle accident. If you die, you know, anytime you're on duty, 
okay. Um, and okay. some sort yep. of traumatic death. Those are obviously covered, but cancer uh, is not. And this bill uh, is really the goal of it is to put 14 cancers in this bill, which if you contract them, you it would be considered on the job and, and part of the public safety benefits, the officer benefits. Anybody want to add anything to that? No, I, I, I don't have anything more to add. You did. It's kind very of very eloquent. It'll kind of <laughs> roll right into the next topic, which I think Chris, you want to talk about. The next one was PFAS free next generation turnouts, turnout gear. So uh, if you've remembered over the last several years, we've talked about a triple F mm-hmm. and uh, how there's PFAS is forever chemical that are, that are in, that's in the foam. Uh, they have recently, um, we actually saw, was it at Alts? Yeah. Where, where it was, was just, it? It was just in January. In, yeah, it was uh, at yeah. Alts where we saw this documentary that the IAFF has put together with the uh, help from a actor, Mark Ruffalo, um, who they put this together from a firefighter wife who her husband got cancer mm-hmm. and she did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Um, they've put in a lot of time and energy into this uh, research into how much of this forever chemical are in our turnout gear or is in our turnout gear. The way I kind of tell people is the raincoats you have on the raincoat that's right here on my chair, mm-hmm. there's PFAS in there, right? It's the same stuff that's in Teflon. It's basically a water repellent chemical that DuPont and other companies have developed years ago, right? Um, you can look it up. You can find it. It's 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 real. It's out there. Everybody has it in their system. Let's just go back. Before this chemical was ever uh, invented, if I was born, I would have zero levels. Mm -hmm. Right now, most of us are born with some levels in Mm -hmm. it because it just does not go away. And so the chemicals that are in my raincoat are a little bit. What they've found through the research that the IFF has done is that our turnouts not only have some of it in there, they're saturated in it. Interesting. So nearly, it is nearly a pound is used. Yeah, it is. It is through the roof of how, and, and this was not told to us. So this was just kind of one of those things that we've been putting these on. I have pictures of my dad's turnouts mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I have pictures of my kids in my turnouts. Uh, after I came back from alts, I put on medical gloves before I even reached in my turnout locker to pull my turnouts out. I look at my turnouts in a different light. So what this does is this is basically pushing legislative pressure to be able to develop PFAS-free turnouts. Okay. And what does that look like? We don't know because the IFF has hired lawyers. Uh, they're 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 going to die on this hill. And mm-hmm. from what I, what I can gather, this is the biggest issue that we were able to push in DC and they made it known back in January when we went to alts and, and they made it known at LegCon that this was the biggest issue out there. Mm-hmm. And we, the, the IFF stood up a, what a science technology division or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm get wrong. Division. yeah. And they are doing their in-house research. They're testing all turnouts. They're trying to figure out how to develop a PFAS-free turnout. That's what this is. We're trying to ban PFAS in our turnouts. And and probably the biggest piece of this is we we can say that, but the developers are the ones that put us in this spot. So moving forward, we want to have a seat at the table when they're being developed. So firefighters have say in how these will be developed. And tested, because that's part of the problem is that they said – they tested these the turnouts that we have right now in our locker. Mm-hmm. We're on the rig today. 
those were to- we were told that they were safe. Right. They lied to us. And out of the package, brand new, they're not out of safe. The, out of the package. It's not the chemicals that we attract when we were on a fire. It's out of the package. It's the manufacturing. Here's the. So people might say, well, this is just absolutely shocking. I mean, what am I supposed to do? The reality is the only thing we can do is the same thing we would do with radiation. It's time distance shielding. Less time in your turnouts. You know, shield yourself from them if you can. Wearing wearing something between the two of you, your clothes, of course. Uh, you know, a lot of people wear short sleeve t shirts and and, and and shorts. It's like that's it's because it's comfortable to wear that, but it's not really good for you. Uh, the, the the matter, the fact is, the amount of PFAS chemicals in this area is staggeringly high, and the testing mechanisms that they used to test them to tell us they were safe, the me- the methodology of testing was the problem. If mm. you test it this way. Look, no problem. Right. Tested another way, pegged, needles pegged, huge problem. Right. Wait a second here. And Which one is it? So and I've got to ask a couple of clarifying questions. Um, maybe you don't know the, all the details here, but are we talking about the shell and the liners? All three turning? layers. All three layers. Predominantly, it's the moisture barrier layer. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that has the majority of it in there, but it's all three layers. And how is it being transmitted? So like I know with the AFFF, I mean, it could be through your skin or aerosolized. As those, you know, this huge amount of foam comes into these, um, in like aircraft, not aircraft, but in like a, um, when they're building airplanes. Mm-hmm. How is it being transferred from a set of brand new turnouts to Firefighter X? Yeah, it just when you put it on, it gets on you. And That's like it. I said, uh, no, like it, just just a direct transfer. The danger is when you're sweating, it's going through your pores, right? So okay. it's, it's it's on skin contact. So for just the sake of between now and whenever this happens. Maybe wearing a layer or two, long sleeve, or keeping keeping the duty pants on instead of going shorts might be helpful. That and don't touch your turnouts unless you have to. I mean, that's the simple truth. I mean, people that people people clean and maintain that that build these turnouts and maintain them and care for them. I can't they're, help they're wearing They're wearing EMS tile gloves so they don't get it on them. This yeah. game. I mean, we assume this is a carcinogen, this uh, PFAS. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, known carcinogen. Known yeah. carcinogen. Here, so, so all I can just say is fuck. Right. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? So, uh, yeah, it's what the fuck for sure. Yeah, and, you know, one of the greatest <laughs> things that I love about our current uh, IFF administration is they are still on the line. Ed Kelly talked about when he went, he pulled a shift a couple of weeks ago and he can't looked at believe his, that. Yeah, he, he looked at his turnouts and he's like, I, I can't. He's like, for the first time, he said he put him in the back compartment, didn't put him up in front with him. Mm-hmm. So he's distancing himself from it, right? We go, to a, we go to the store, don't put your turnout coat on. I hope we're beyond that. We've been beyond that for a while, at least in my department. Um, you know, you go on a car wreck, depending on your policies. What The one thing that we still need to impress upon our members is we still need to do the job. So this isn't just and like, be safe. yeah, we still, I mean, we still got to put them on, yeah. right? The and threat from fire, car accidents, yeah. those are, there's, there's direct impacts yeah. to you if you don't wear your turnouts. Yeah. Right. We're, we're not saying don't wear your turnouts. I mean, that's ridiculous for us to ask, but we just want our members to be aware. Like, this is a real deal. And, you know, we're moving in the right direction. They used to be sitting next to your bed at night. Yeah, yeah they yeah. mentioned so, that several so, times. Yeah. yeah, so that, I mean, that's the right direction, but this is the next level, it sounds like. The, the last thing I want to add on this one, you know, that these guys talk to is people would say, people are going to say, well, PFAS are in everything. They're likely in the carpet that's in this room they're in right now. They're everywhere. What are we supposed to do about it? They're just everywhere. There's nothing we can do. Well, the difference is, number one, 
there's like we just talked about there's a staggeringly high level mm-hmm. in our turnouts not m- much more than would be in this carpet mm-hmm. i'm not crawling on this carpet i'm putting my face it. on it yeah. like that's the problem with when they talk about little kids in carpets that's, yeah. that, is a, that is a problem but it's a, a different problem for a different day and a different solution the, the, the issue for us is staggering a high levels number one number two when we put them on we're not just taking a walk in the park we are we are ex- we are going to exhaustion we're going you know uh, we in mm-hmm. some of our crews we, we put them on two three four five times a day and you know a couple of those are working working structure fires car accidents pit-ins we got to wear her turnouts and that's the bottom line and Look, we all assume a certain level of risk. We all get that too. Sure, hey, this job sure. is risky. We're all going to pause. One fourth of us get cancer. We know that statistic going into this job. But why would we just accept it? That's the th- that's what we're not going to do. We're not just going to accept that. Hey, there's nothing we can do. That's where I'm. I'm with Ed Kelly on this one. I'm with the IFF on this one. There's got to be next generation gear. It's out there. Let's put some. Let's put some money behind it. Let's find it. Let's create it, and let's get it out to our crew. So that's one less reason we can okay. come down with cancer. And absolutely, man. when you took it, look at seventy-five uh, percent of deaths, firefighter deaths, are cancer. Now that's it's got to be a direct correlation. There's, there's. I mean, it, it takes time, but we didn't know this was happening until just recently. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's multiple different facets to that cancer statistic, mm-hmm. but any any one of them that you can start to cover is going to help bring the, the numbers down. And, you know, we don't know how much of an effect this one has, but it sounds like the science is pretty uh, strongly in favor of a good a good and, amount. And being in, at the legislative conference, this is one I think we can get both sides of the aisle on. This is if we can just say, look, this is killing firefighters. Can so you get on board? Yeah, so let's dovetail into what happened. So we had a rally. So every year they have a rally mm-hmm. on, on the uh, day that we're going to go. The day we're go. lobbying, the second yeah. day. So we had a rally out in front of the Capitol. Um Ed Kelly spoke, Frank Lima spoke, and then they had some Republican representatives speak. And, right? You mean Lori Chavez Dreamer from the great state of Oregon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one. She headlined it right off the bat. Right? She spoke right after those guys. None of us knew that she was about to speak. That was the. It wasn't until we were on our way to the rally did we know that she was going to speak at the rally. And, yeah. And didn't you guys walk her up, Chris? Uh, I was already down at the rally, okay. but yeah, some some of our guys T- walked her down. Terry, you and I were on stage. We, were we had on no stage. idea. <laughs> and and I, I I remember looking over at you like I think she's coming up here. I think she's going to talk. And she was the first speaker. And she stood toe to toe, and she you know she definitely talked the talk. Without a doubt, she talked the talk, and I was like, "Okay, there we go. Yep. Let's go. Let's get this I thing am with moving." Firefighters up and down the ticket. She said, "Yep, <laughs> that may or may not be." She has said that she said that she was in the past. We, I don't know her voting record, but if she's willing to say that in public, and if yeah. she's willing to to back firefighters, well, why wouldn't we back her? That's yeah. that's well, our we stand political. with and whoever stands with us. That's right. right? Yeah. That's exactly right. We stand with those who stand with us. And so now, obviously, comes forth the. The, the you know the actual like we got to co-sponsor these bills. Mm-hmm. We actually have to move them through the House and through the Senate. But the president said explicitly, "Get this to my desk and I'll sign it." He said those words. So uh, that's our job. That was what we were out there to do. So Lori Chavez, Dreamer, she's from Happy Valley. She represents most of Marion, Lynn, and some of Deschutes County. All of Deschutes County, maybe. Yeah, doesn't she go all the way down to Ben now after yeah. the redistrict? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's gonna. Those are the areas that she represents, and then part of Clackamas, of course. They're in Happy Valley. So that was awesome. 
It that was, was really cool to have somebody from Oregon speaking in a rally. There's only four speakers there, one from Ohio, one from... Illinois, maybe? Illinois. Yeah. I can't remember the last Kansas, one. Kansas, wasn't Kansas, that Kansas, was the last one. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that one, from my point of view, is probably like the, the pinnacle of the issues, but maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe there's more that are just as important. That one, I was, the only one that I had previously heard about. I'd seen the trailer for that uh, movie or the documentary mm-hmm. that you mentioned. Um, I, I don't know, most come across my email feed from the IAFF, so I watched the trailer. Uh, and I haven't seen the actual documentary yet, but I'll, I'll look for that. Yeah, it's only, what, 25, 30 minutes? Okay. It's, not, yeah. it's not bad. It's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's not like, oh, i got to sit down and watch a movie. You but can it's watch definitely it. Worth I would watching. turn it on while you're eating chow with your crew. Yeah. That's one way to right. watch it. Or... Check. Done. Next shift. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, some of the other, I mean, we can go, we can brush over some of the other issues. Yeah, some of these will be a little quicker. That was yeah. a long one because yeah. it's and very, then, it's it, new and it's, it's strange and it's a little scary, it's but deep. it's also one we can actually possibly move through a divided Congress. So another one we, la- we, we talked about last year, but it, sometimes the words matter. So mm. early Medicare for firefighters didn't, didn't pull, if you will, so well. Um, so we came back this, this next year with, a. uh, uh, health insurance for early retirees or health care for heroes act so that's what they're working oh, on I like right that. now health care for heroes yeah and and the idea wasn't just to get it to us early but how do we bridge the gap from our average of 55 to mm-hmm. 65 right mm-hmm. so um, one way they thought is maybe a tax credit so that's the route they're taking now and i think there might be uh, a, a foot in the door on that one so they our our folks at the iff are always trying to be creative on on these and sometimes you have to 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 shift your your thought process and that's what they did here so trying to get tax credits for uh, firefighters that retire before they get before medicare. medicare age yeah and it would expire when obviously when you got on medicare so it's a it's a great it's a great way to go i think hopefully we can get some legs under it um and and move forward yeah that I mean, could be a game changer in a perfect world Firefighters health care would be covered for life. For a career of service is a career of health care. That's not how we're that's not what we're in. And while that would be the perfect scenario in my mind, what we're faced with is we should we have to kind of create that ourselves. We have to piecemeal it ourselves where local unions are all working on this problem. And now this is another opportunity for the IFF to kind of work on this problem. How do we get our members to retire on time, you know, fifty to fifty five, and then how then do we pay for health care between then and 65 when Medicare starts? And it, it's not perfect, but it's, it's some help to, to, to pay for those yeah. expenses. I like it. Makes sense. All right. Let's move on to the next one, which is a, a free speech for public safety. Huh. This is another one that's what, – what's that? We already have free speech. Well, we do here in Oregon. Ah. Uh. So this is one. Of, now we're going to get in some of these issues that I mentioned earlier, where Oregon has these provisions, but the rest of the states do not. Uh, I know for myself, as union president, I have you know it's my job to speak on behalf of the membership when there's safety concerns when at, on the job when there's uh, departmental decisions that that don't put firefighters first, and. I need to speak up and speak out sometimes in the media against uh, maybe people who are elected to public office or people that work in our department that are making decisions that impact our safety and our working conditions. Imagine if we did that and the answer to that is you're fired. That's the that's the issue that some parts of the country are faced with is they can't even – in fact, they just passed a law in Memphis, Tennessee mm. that says you can't speak 
bad about the fire department. To the point that we just sat here and talked about our PFAS turnouts and mm-hmm. the turnouts. Mm-hmm. Some people in some states would probably actually be fired for even speaking out on that. Yeah, even though it's public safety. Yeah. I'm a little blown away. I'm sort of speak. I'm sort of speak it's hard when you're from yeah. it's hard when you're from here and this is all you know. Yeah. You, what you don't know is there's a whole other whole other world. You don't travel around the states very much. You don't know these things. When you meet firefighters from these areas and you hear yeah. about their issues, you're like, like, "What? Well, my issues don't really matter. I'm not even going to tell you about my issues, right? Because they're not issues in your world. You know, it's just a whole different when you and get what a perspective. Was the, this, what was the temperature of the IAFF on this? I'm sure. Well, this is a good one because I think people on both sides that's of the what party. i was going to ask they, yeah this this should be an easy one okay you would think but then you get to those states that he's talking about tennessee that they may say no 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 but all we need is a majority right you need to be passed the, on the national level right okay i guess we'll, we'll time will tell yeah. i can see some people pushing back on that just for ideological reasons wanting things to be more state uh, state decisions but mm, anyways, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Doesn't uh, seem like it would cost a lot. No, <laughs> no. You know, it's not but like the PFAS be, free turnouts that right. that might cost some money. Yeah. This one doesn't seem like this it's would protect cost a lot much. of workers if we can get it pushed through. We're fighting, I think, half. So a guardian case is where the IFF has a fund that they use for when a union officer is wrongfully terminated or suspended uh, because of their work in their role as a union as officer. As a union officer, half. Of those cases the IFF is currently working through, and some of these cases can take years, right? Half of those are free speech issues. Again, I'm a little, speech- that- I'm a little speechless. I did not have any idea. <laughs> well, you're free to speak. Yeah. Are you, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well so that's, that's that in a nutshell. I mean, yeah, we've got to get that, got that going. I mean, I mean, that seems to be his core tenet of being an American, but... I guess I, I'm just living my little bubble over here. Yeah, yeah I've, always, I've always said that it's nice to be in your own little bubble up in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up here. Uh, I moved to St. Louis, Missouri for about three years. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how good we had it up here in the Pacific Northwest. Good to have until, that perspective. Until I moved and then came back. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's real out there. Uh, the last one was National Collective Bargaining. And again, state of Oregon, we have it. But I think it's also important for our members to understand, like, yeah, when we go to Washington, D.C. for this conference, we are from Oregon. But it doesn't mean we don't tell our representatives what the nation needs, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're there representing the IFF. Mm-hmm. And not everybody has collective bargaining. Everybody should, in our minds, right? So we do continue to press the issue of national collective bargaining. Should be an easy sell to any one of them. They should be behind it. I, I mean, should. I would think they would be behind that, and that vote would be cast in support of, Yeah. Um, regardless of where they sit. Yeah. But and just so, and for those of you who don't know what collective bargaining is, it's, it's basically our ability to meet and confer with our employer if they should change our working conditions. And there's lots of reasons. Anything that could... Uh, any change we have in Oregon, we have that right. You want to implement uh, a new policy, you want to introduce a new mandate, we are going to file a demand to bargain. If you're from a state that doesn't have collective bargaining, I guess you're just going to do this new thing that they told you to do. That's the end of that. Thank you, otherwise you can find another job. You can find a new job. Right. That's the end. There is no meet and confer. You know, we we take that for granted because for all of us, anyway, myself, I've only been in the fire service for, well, here in Portland for 20 years. That's all I've ever known. Yeah, me too. Back to Missouri. 
people at Twelve Valley are going to just be laughing at me because I, I I born and raised here, but I, when I got hired there, I was that guy from St. Louis. But hmm. we did not have collective bargaining in Missouri when I was there. I believe they have it now, um, but it is it's a, it's a little it's a different world. I mean, it's just you're at the mercy of your employer, which is you know. Thank you. May I have another? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's those are the big issues, and that's essentially how we talk to our representatives and senators, much the way we talk to each other just now, kind of going through the issue. They can explain it. Sometimes their, their staff is there to listen, and sometimes it's just their staff, and sometimes it's the actual congressperson. But they sometimes they'll ask questions, or maybe we'll get to more in details of how it applies to us. Or, you know, they may be on some key committees, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Senator Wyden is the chair of the Finance Committee in the mm-hmm, Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very key position pretty much if you need money which is almost everything yeah so you're not going to get anything through without the chair of a senate finance committee and that's ron wyden where that's here in oregon so yeah and interestingly this is the first time i've ever heard of this normally it's just like what chris said we meet with our folks we lisa makes these appointments we divide up who's going to go to what so we can make all these appointments happen and we divide up the speaking roles so that, hey, you're going to talk about collective bargaining, you're going to talk about PFOS, you're going to talk about mm-hmm. you know uh, cancer mm-hmm. presumption for firefighters and public safety officer benefits. Well, this time for Ron Wyden, the general president of the International Association of Firefighters, and our ninth district vice president, uh, Michael Frenier. So Ed Kelly and Michael Frenier were in this meeting with us with Ron Wyden. And that's a, uh, uh, we actually had back to, we had two, two o'clock appointments there in DC. And so we had to kind of divide and conquer. Yeah. But, I, I've never heard of uh, somebody from the IFF joining a state delegation and talking with him. And the reason it's I just pointed out that his position in the Senate Finance Committee right. is important, right? Specifically around this turnout gear. We in order to develop this, we have to we have to start from the ground up. There's only one it kind could, of turnout it, center. It, it, Enzo yeah. definitely took the floor on the topics. I that. bet he did. <laughs> did you? Were you guys in the meeting with Merkley? Yes. Did he mention that he would take this to a hearing? He did. Yeah. He specifically he said uh, he made he looked right over to his staff. He was right there. He was like, um, "This sounds like something we should actually look at and make start an investigation on because of this whole thing." And uh, when he left the room, because he had he was very you know he's being in the center, he's, he was in, he's out, he's busy. And then you kind of you kind of bookend it with the staffer. You start with the staffer, right? The, uh, the person comes in. And then they leave, you know. Uh, then you end with the staffer. I went and after the meeting was over. I went. And he says, when he said that, did he was he just like talking about like an idea? Like, uh, no, no, no. When he says that, that means we're doing it. No. Oh, and I was like, and I, I just was like, I kind of looked at it like, oh, well, in that case, uh, I have some people I need to make sure that mm-hmm. they know that this might be starting because they're yeah. going to be interested. The folks at the IFF mm-hmm. who've been looking at this issue because if we're going to start a hearing, uh, and it was like, no, no, we're not. This isn't. This is not an idea mode. We're doing this now. It's like, so it was a whole like, oh, this was. I thought this was just a casual conversation, not with not with these right. guys. Just speaks to the impacts that we have in in DC, right. and right. this isn't just like a bunch of firefighters from Oregon going out to Washington DC and hanging out with each other. This is it's a working conference, and I feel like we did some good work. Uh, I feel like there's going to be good work next year and the year after that, and for years to come. And always fight the fight. Yeah. Awesome. So. Before we go, but there's fan, wrap a up. handful more issues. Though. Well, fine, okay. <laughs> I wanted to just, these are the ones that are in the there back was, of the book I mentioned. There was, yeah, there were six more issues in the back. Um, these are the ones we got. This, you these got are the ones six minutes. Talked. I'm kidding. No, you're good. What, yeah, what, what no, do you got? This is just, this is just, I'm a, this is just I'm summer. Just kidding. I'm fucking here. with you, Isaac. Yeah, what do you want? What do you got? All right. Isaac's we, pretty we're gonna, quick. We're going to earn talks. that explicit rating. Um, the first one 
is reauthorization of the AFG and SAFER grants. Okay. One of the ones here in Portland, we just received a SAFER grant for Fire Station 23 to open into a four-person company. And uh, so we need that reappropriation of $700 million. It's been around since 9-11. We want that to continue. You know, and it's likely is, but the reality is we need to remind people that mm-hmm. we're still, that is a very, those are, those don't just buy fire trucks and fire engines. They also buy people. People, yep. They pay Staffing. for pay, this paychecks. Uh, the second one is, you guys want to, anyone else want to talk about? Oh, this is the federal firefighters, right? The yeah. trying to reduce their work week. Um, and also maybe increasing their pay. Some federal firefighters making $12 an hour. Uh, Goodness. just think that's not really fair, but hopefully, uh, decreasing their work week down to 56 hour work week. Okay. Also good. You keep going with them. I didn't study these. Well, I just the repealing of the windfall <laughs> elimination program. This one's oh, really. This one's really? really. Yeah, we've been talking about this one last year, and uh-huh. then, oh, sorry, last. This is the 118th, 118th Congress. Uh-huh. In the 117th Congress, we actually brought this forth as a key issue. Didn't make it through. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, uh, windfall elimination. For those of you who don't know, it, it means that if you uh, already receive a government-sponsored pension, like most firefighters do, I think all of us do in Oregon. Uh, PERS, or in our case, FPDNR, mm-hmm. uh, you uh, you have to take a reduced pe- uh, uh, benefit when it comes to your Social Security unless there are certain provisions that are met. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for us as Portland, we don't pay in Social Security. So if you had quarters or enough quarters mm-hmm. to receive it, you would receive a massive reduction in that benefit. This would repeal that uh, Women Fall Elimination Program, essentially opening it up. It would be a huge deal. Uh, be pretty big deal. It doesn't mean just because it's back page this year doesn't mean the issue's dead. That's why we're that's how we're keeping choosing to keep it alive. Okay. Um, and the staffers knew all our issues. They this this was a good addition into the back. Like just keep this in your mind because in the future these are coming back. Right. And one of the other ones we talked about was FLSA work period. So for firefighters in a lot of places you have to work fifty two hours before you get to make overtime. Um, so they're just working on that some legislation to try to to lower the FLSA okay. cycle. That's actually a typo. It's supposed to be fifty three. 53. They, they oh, that's it. right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I forgot like, about we that say the right number. Yeah. It <laughs> says 52 in here. They would like that. It's better than 53. But yeah, just lower the, okay. the FLSA th- threshold. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really, it was a great conference. It was, it's long, you know, being on, being three hours away, you know, uh, time zone wise, yeah. it messes you up. And then of course you come back and then of course we change the clocks. <laughs> so we're all, we don't even know what time zone all of us right. are still kind of coming back from that because right. it was only. Just a you know a few days a few days ago we just got back. Yeah, and it's it's not like we go out there. It's, there's not a ton of sightseeing. I think Wednesday, the day we we're coming back, was the only day I was able to really walk around and kind of check out some sites. But uh, maybe one of these years I'll extend my trip on the front end or the back end. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Washington D.C. is a pretty amazing place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just understand the power when you're there doing something like that. You're not just a tourist, but you're actually actively working for what we want. So one of, awesome. one of the things that. Uh, Isaac, myself, and Rob Garrison were able to do was go to the Center of Excellence and take a tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the uh, our last day, we, were, we actually lobbied in the morning, and then we switched to tennis shoes and T-shirts and went out to the Center of Excellence where 55 IFF members are being housed right now working through uh, whatever issues they have, and, it's, it, and we learned a lot about that, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. And we did today in general membership, but if any, anybody has questions about it, Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at, that's expanding to the West Coast with an additional 75 beds, and it's full. It's been full for a while. That tells yeah. you about what, what, what's been happening in the IFF. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so now before we wrap up, I do have a, a question, sort of just throw a couple of darts here. Not darts, but just to sort of think about this a little bit. So you, you guys probably know this, but the whole month of March in Congress and the Senate is, there's a name for it. I can't remember what they call it in Washington. It's like special interest month or it's a like union month or something like that. So my, my in-law, my uh, sister-in-law, they were both working in D.C. Like, oh, yeah, it's, when I used to go to LegCon, like, oh, yeah, you're here for this month. So we're firefighters there for these four days, but the whole month, the entire sending this happens across all different industries, mm. unions. So they're they're just essentially this is happening for these reps just like one after another for the whole month. This happens to be those four days where it's firefighters. Um, sort of March Madness, like March Madness, <laughs> exactly. Um, so what I'm trying, what I'm trying to get at is these are our issues, but they're getting the same pitch with other. We'll say unions or special interests or lobbying groups issues um, exactly like ours, but from somebody else's point of view, not necessarily contradictory, but of course, like you mentioned earlier, all sort of scrabbling at that same pot of money. Because most of these, many of these things do require financial backing, so there's some sort of um, cost associated with. These issues are brought forth and they talk the talk, they were receptive. What sort of levers do we have now to pull uh, when the votes are coming, when yeah. you want to have that communication, when that has happened, you want to say, hey, congressperson X, Y, or Z, senator X or Y, this is happening. You remember when we talked about it? Right. This is our issue. Okay, there needs to be some sort of channel to get this information back and forth, I'm assuming. So is that anything that's now continue to be talked about or what's what's the strategy behind furthering these issues i'll speak to my interactions that i had uh because you're talking about these issues some of them don't even have bill numbers yet because it was developed you know uh i think the delay was probably because they didn't have a speaker i don't know what the delay was maybe we're there just earlier than we usually are mm-hmm. but uh the um the, the interactions i had with senator merkley val hoyle uh, uh, Earl Blumenauer, Ron Wyden, uh, though, well, and a little bit with, I guess I didn't know, those are the main ones I went to. You're, you're also speaking with a, a member of their staff, and they usually have a quick sidebar on the way out the door, like, hey, you know, here's my card, here's your card, right. kind of a thing. Right. Follow up, follow up, follow up. So there's the follow up. We have that personal one from back home. Mm-hmm. And the IAFF follows up too. We, we fill out these congressional response cards about mm-hmm. how that interaction went mm-hmm. were they supportive of these issues would they be a co-sponsor of these issues if they didn't uh, support it what was the problem um and then those those cards go back to the folks that the iff that work in their legislative department they collect all that stuff together and as these bills go forward they compile all those congressional response cards and they may reach the iff may reach back out to us okay or that member of the staff may reach out to us in some cases, like with Representative Val Hoyle, we have a great relationship right, with her. Right. She may just call me on the phone. Okay. You guys have any more to add to, add to that? No, I mean, I think, you know, when you go into these meetings, you kind of have an idea of what it's going to be like before you go in. Um, you know, certainly Cliff Bentz, I mean, I think we kind of had an idea that, but we're still going to speak to him, still going to get our point across, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't in that meeting. Um, it sounded like it didn't go great. But again, I think it was kind of expected, right? Chavez Dreamer mm-hmm. um, clearly went a lot better than I think any of us thought it mm-hmm. would have gone. Uh, Republican from Oregon, um, but she spoke at our rally in support of P 
PFAS free turnouts. Um, and she did say she supports the firefighters up now. Now she did say she lives in the district of Happy Valley Fire Department. I don't know if that still exists Which on doesn't paper. Actually <laughs> exist, yeah. <laughs> but again, I mean, she, she, she stuck her neck out there. I mean, that yeah, that's not easy to do as a as a new representative in D.C. to stand out in front of the Capitol as a Republican and speak in favor of firefighter issues. Mm-hmm. That probably got noticed by some Republicans, and we'll see. We'll see it, where it she got, is. It got me noticed. I noticed immediately, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that speech because I'm gonna watch that one again and take some notes because yeah. she really, she really, you know." She was after. She was after it. She was very spirited speaker. Yes, and she was clear that her message about supporting firefighters. Uh, and I remember somebody even told me this. Uh, Carl Kennedy, the Oregon State Firefighters President. I guess they were walking out of her office and walking towards the rally, and she's she leans over and gives him a little nudge on the arm and says, "Well, are you going to support me now?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe, yeah. look, it's maybe, not the yeah. first. We, obviously, we were big supporters of of uh, Greg Walden from Eastern Oregon for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, it was, um, what's his name? Uh, Senator Smith. Uh, yeah, Gordon uh, Smith. Gordon, yeah. yep. And, that goes way back. Yeah. And so, but, you know, I think this could you know, be an opportunity for us to to have good bipartisan support from Oregon. Not, Possibly. We'll see. And not necessarily every Democrat was our friend well, this th- time. Another good story. Another good story. <laughs> so... Just, just know that we, we, we stand with those who stand with us as long as, as they're willing to have the conversation. And even if they don't, we still want to have that conversation because we want to bridge the gap. These are our issues, not national issues. Uh, I, I take that back. Uh, some of these issues are not national issues. They're just firefighter issues. Drop the mic. Wait, no, don't drop them. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, oh. These are too expensive. We're not going to drop them. Uh, I actually also got an off-chance uh, meeting with Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. That was an interesting conversation. He asked where I was from, Portland, Oregon, and then he proceeded to tell me, you know, he goes, hey, I, you know, I don't know, you know, obviously, you know, from Texas, I go, yeah, he goes, we got a lot of mustaches out there in Texas, (laughs) so I think that makes me a good judge, and he goes, yes, he goes, he looks at me, he goes, that's one of the best mustaches I've ever seen. Well done. So, uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah, Where did you see Ted Cruz at? Uh, It was at the Capitol Grill. Oh, we were just stopped, oh, we stopped man. in there on the way back from something to have a, a drink Farted at the bar. Our state dinner. Yeah, very Take cool. Cocktail. Yeah. That's awesome. Fantastic, you guys. Appreciate the time. Unless we have any last tidbits to add. Yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome to be able to come out here and see your guys' union hall. This is pretty pretty amazing. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming out here, here Chris. Thanks very much for bringing this issue forward because I don't think we would have done this if you would have texted me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I just I, I'm a strong believer in the fact that the more information we get out there to our members, the the more that uh, the better it is. I mean, they're always asking, you know, what's this, what's that, and you know, they can listen so. to this or not. It's up yeah, to yeah, them, yeah. I mean, know? it's out there, right? It's I mean, big, it's out yeah. there. So if they have a little drive to do, you know, somewhere or getting commuting back and forth. Yeah, why not take a little bit of information? In? Yeah, and if you have any questions, reach out, reach out to any one of us. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. All right. Bye.